Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts, and this is another episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. You can fly higher, you can fly higher than the sky, which I think, isn't that like space or something? Isn't that like outer space? But have you guys seen the, the SpaceX launch? Did you guys watch that stuff? Man, it was so cool. Tesla's got their rocket taking people into space now. And they docked with the space station and they floated their way from the from the Dragon rocket. I mean, how cool is that? You know, when I was growing up, we had the space shuttle. I mean, that's kind of boring, right? These guys are flying the Dragon. That's freaking cool. And if you look at it, man, it just had, they had three screens. It was like, it was like riding a Tesla. They were just pushing buttons and flying through space and just, hey, guys, this is great. You remember the old days, though? If you've seen the movies or you've seen the like the clips of old school astronauts, they're slammed in the back of their seat. Their faces are peeling off because the G-forces are tearing them up. I'm going off on a tangent, but man, it was crazy. And that's all to say that you can fly higher than the sky. <laughs> so welcome to another episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Today, I am going to continue uh, what I started a while back, and that was a TikTok series. And I've had a few TikTokers on, and they've given us some great information. Interestingly enough, you know, we've seen different perspectives of how to use TikTok and some of the techniques and some of the software that we use or some of the apps that we use for TikTok, and none of them were consistent. So that's that's really kind of cool. And I like that because it shows that you can do TikTok in your own way. There's not one app that'll do it. There's not one editing piece of software that'll do it. There's a variety for you to choose from, and some of it works for some folks, and some of it works for others. So today I have Miss Bella Pivo with us, and she is going to be talking to us about the way she does TikTok. She's rocking it with well over, well over, and I don't want to insult her numbers. I think there are about 116,000 followers, something like that. She's crushing it. You know, she's got her an agent and everything, so you know she's killing it, right? So... Anyhow, let's talk to her. Miss Bella, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So what do you think about this, man, being on a podcast and everything? You said this is your first one. And, man, I'm... (laughs) I mean, I I was like, I don't know. I mean, when I first started TikTok, I just started it because it was actually to help my American Sign Language Club. And then when I got, like, scouted by Clicks Talent, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I don't know. I guess it's just kind of really unreal to see, like, a few years ago, uh, almost, like, three years exactly, that, like... I didn't think that I would get to this place where I am right now, like on a podcast. I was like, I've always wanted to have a podcast or like be on right. one. Be- it's the coolest thing to do now other than TikTok. I mean, you know, if you're a TikToker, TikTok is the coolest thing. If you're a podcaster, podcast is the coolest thing. But that's just how it works, right? So let's bring the two of them together and have a good time. So you mentioned your American Sign Language, and, and that is that is really cool. I'd like to kind of dig into that a little bit if you don't mind. I'm sure, I mean, if you started TikTok to support your Sign Language Club, I, I assume you'd be open to talking about it, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, I actually, I, this is like probably my favorite thing to talk about. So a lot of times I've been like on TikTok for, uh, I don't know, three years, maybe. When I started, there was a lot of backlash for hearing people because I'm hearing to like be on the app and being and using the deaf community to get clout. But that's actually a misconception. A lot of the people who do sign on TikTok did not do it for the clout of it. I personally did it because my older half sister's hard of hearing and she doesn't know ASL at all. And I was like, Hey sis, I'll help you out. And so, and then when her children were born, we found out that one has dyslexia. And so the finger spelling actually helps him with the reading and writing. And then way back in middle school in seventh grade, my club was like, you should get on musically. Cause I was here before it was TikTok. So right. they were like, 
get on here and start signing the songs so that like it can help us learn and all this other stuff because my school doesn't offer an ASL class. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? But like basically starting ASL was because of my family and that's, I just blew up from there and I didn't really expect it to go that far. And now I've, I've just, I'm surprised with what happened with it. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And it's actually a very moving story. And just to clarify, ASL is American Sign Language, correct? Yes. So you have a club of signers. Is that I don't know the terminology, so help me. I don't want to insult anybody. I'm not trying to be sarcastic or nothing. So they're referred to as signers, folks that that speak in sign language. That like yeah, signers. Like we're not interpreters because like we're not certified or anything. It's just we like learn through songs. Signers. I I don't really know. Signers, ASL students. I don't really know. Okay. I mean, the club is the closest thing we have to like a class. And so I'm just trying to spread awareness of the deaf community and the language in itself because there's been a lot of backlash of like if ASL is a language, which it is, but I've been trying to get it at my school for a very long time. We're almost there, I think. But you know, it's been fun. <laughs> now, now help me understand just because see, here I am, I'm a little older than you are, and you're talking about your school. Are you referring to high school or are you referring to college? Well, I'm a I'm a junior in high school. I'll be a senior in the You're fall. You're a junior in high school. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> so, and you, would you say that you're fluent in ASL? I would say that I am conversationally fluent because I can communicate. I can what we call simcom, which is sign while I talk. I can do that, but I was taught my I taught myself all of it. So basically, and I go into the deaf community events and I sign completely like conversationally with them. So I would say I'm conversationally fluent, but I'm trying really hard to word it in a way that's not offensive to the deaf community. Of course, there's always like more you can learn and I'm learning every single time I do sign or I talk or I sign with my deaf friends or people who are interpreters, but conversationally fluent, I guess would be the term that I would use. That's cool, man. That is, that is super cool. And you know, I I say that because although I, I don't know of any hearing impaired individuals these days, I grew up with a few. We had professional sign language or ASL coaches or teachers at the school that I went to, because I went to a private school. So they kind of had the benefit of, of, they had a, almost like a secondary school for those that were, they had educational challenges to overcome. And sign language was, was part of that. And it was so cool. I loved it the whole time. And I, I learned some of it. I am not, I know the alphabet, but you know, and I can say like, Jesus loves me, you know, and I, for, I forget this, I know, but you know, <laughs> I used to know songs like that, like Sunday school songs, because it was a Christian school, you know, so everything we sang was, uh, was a Christian song. But I did learn it as, man, I can remember playing with sign language back in, golly, first, second grade, something like that, you know, just trying to figure it all out. Because we also went to this massive church that was attached to the school or vice versa, really. And they had a sign language going on in the in the sanctuary the whole time. And this was back, I don't want to date, yeah, I'll date myself, it was back in the 80s, you know, like early 80s. And they're still up there just doing their thing. And as a child, I was just mesmerized. You know, I just thought it was so cool. So you say you taught it to yourself, man. Uh, did you just jump on YouTube and, and start signing or how did that work out? Yeah, so I don't really, wow, what did I do? I think like my dad, because like we have like this, uh, app neighborhood app and so he was like hey does anyone's kids take asl and then there was just like one girl who was like i'll help her so i kind of like learned through her like a few times and then she was like here's some websites that i like learned from it was hand speak and life print and i still rely on those to this day and then i ended up using songs the first song that i ever learned was fight song by rachel platten and so i looked up the words individually which i learned very soon that it was not a good way to learn because it was like 
the boat on the ocean and that's not how like asl actually is but right. it helped me with the fluency of it because the songs would go fast and i would know the vocabulary so i knew a bunch of like random words that you wouldn't use in everyday conversation but after learning so many songs they all just like built together and i would remember like which ones go with which and then i just like went from there and i guess it just helped a lot that is very, very cool. So are there transitions in ASL aside from going word to word to word to word to word? Can Are there like signs that consolidate several words? Because like here lately, especially you're seeing a lot of mayors and you're seeing a lot of governors give speeches because right now is not the best time in the United States. But there's always someone that's supposed to be speaking ASL next to them. And you can tell they're not going through and saying every word. So yeah. how does that work? So there's actually like three different kinds of forms. Now, I, I don't I want to say I'm like the most knowledgeable about this because I'm obviously hearing and like not in the deaf community. Just sure. an ally of, but and I don't really want to like speak for them. But from my understanding, there is S.E.E., which is signed exact English, P.S.C., which is pigeon signed English and then A.S.L., which is American Sign Language. Yeah, there, it's a lot. So the first one signed exact English. We don't really use it like they don't really use it. It's not really translatable. It's, it just doesn't make sense. It's because it's like very. Exact. Pigeon sign English is basically how we speak in English uh, minus, what is it, like and, and the, all of those like kind of like filler words. ASL doesn't actually have those. PSC doesn't either. PSC is just how we would speak in regular grammatical structure in English. ASL has its own specific grammatical structure that you would use to interpret things. And so I think the ASL interpreters, I think they usually do use like strict ASL grammar. A lot of the deaf people that I've communicated with use a mix of ASL and PSC. But if you want to train to become an interpreter, then you will have to learn the grammatical structure of ASL. And when you interpret songs, you have to do the interpretation of the song, not what the song is actually saying. So like, for example, the one that I like to use is This Is Me by Keila Settle from The Greatest Showman. So This Is Me, they're obviously talking about how they are very proud to be themselves or whatever. Now you can take that interpretation and apply it to like, maybe the LGBTQ to LGBTQ community to be like, this is me, like when they're coming out or something like that. Or you can apply it to someone who's being bullied, who's standing up to the bullies and being like, this is me. I'm proud of who I am. Or just someone who's like, Hey, I want to fix myself. This is who I am. So those three interpretations have totally like different signs that they would put to those interpretations, depending on the person. That's what I also think makes ASL so unique with songs because you can apply your own interpretation as long as you know, it's pretty coherent. Um, but the people that you see at concerts with the ASL that they sign, they have to sign it to what the interpretation of the song means to the artist. I'm pretty sure. But a lot of songs have different ways it could go. Right, <laughs> like a right. Book almost. This is so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot. And I've got a lot of questions based on this that I didn't even know I was going to be able to ask tonight. And it's just, <laughs> this is, it's really got me fired up. So, you know, because you, you see some signers that when they're signing, man, and I've seen this with some of the speeches that have been given. They are passionate, they're emotional, and they're throwing down, and they are getting after it for emphasis. And the same thing that was, who was it? I think it was a Michael Jackson concert I saw that had an interpreter on stage. And man, she was getting after it. I was like, dang, boy, she is speaking some sign language now. Get it, girl. So <laughs> is that how you can interpret it? Like, is that an interpretation? Is that, or is that just somebody just doing their thing? Yes and no. I I know that like depending because I, I I sign for coffee houses that I have at my high school. Okay. And depending on the song, I get super into it too because there are five parameters for ASL. One of them is facial expressions, and so those five parameters are like what you need to sign well, basically. Okay. So facial expressions are when people do get super into it. 
like there's a there's a video that went around where it was this interpreter signing rap god. Her name is Amber Galloway Galloway. I want to say I saw that. I, I believe yeah. I did see that. Yes. Intense, crazy. Love her. Wish I could meet her one day. She is so crazy and like phenomenal with her facial expressions. Facial expressions are so important because it is portraying the emotion of it, it's what I kind of like like to refer it to is that the way we fluctuate our voices and like the tone that we have, we can tell someone's sad, mad or whatever. Sure. That's the same thing with eyebrows when you sign in a song or sign in general, because you want to portray whatever emotion that you want to show and make it make more sense. Because if you're just super blank with your eyebrows and don't do anything, don't make questioning eyebrows, then the person's going to be confused. Like, what do you actually mean? So yeah, getting into it, especially in songs, as long as it's like readable to like from to whoever's watching it, it would be fine. And in fact, it makes it more fun to watch the right. more passionate about it. I mean, that just goes about for anything. So I mean, come on, come on now. You got to tell me, even as a hearing individual, you can't tell me that you heard every word of Rap God the first time you heard it. I mean, let's just be honest. (laughs) It's just like, what? (laughs) So you said there's five parameters. I'm curious. What are the other four? Okay. So it's basically when you are signing a sign, I like to use the sign for mom, which is like this. Uh One is hand shape, which would be like a five hand. And then the movement, which is tapping it to your chin. And then your palm, the third, the third one is palm orientation. So it would be like this or like this, like it wouldn't be like this. It'd be like this facial expression and then placement on the face or the body. So a lot of female signs, like if you're signing girl cousin, it would be like cousin down here. And then like boy cousins, like boy cousin up here, because like feminine people or like not things, but like are below the nose and then male things are above your nose. So like this would be dad and then this is mom. Right. So, I think that's only four. No, wait. Yeah, no. Facial expression, <laughs> orientation, uh, movement, uh, facial expression, uh, and pl- placement. Oh, okay. Placement. I'm sorry. I, I, I think I missed the movement. I missed movement. I think it's where, where I, I, I didn't hear that one. So, so we'll just keep that between you and I. Okay. <laughs> So what are your goals for the uh, for ASL? I mean, what do, what do you, what's your intent? Well, my goal what I don't here's the thing. I want to build build my social media platform kind of like away from ASL at this point because I don't think it's fair to like use the I don't I'm not using the deaf community. That was never my intent and when I do sign it's just solely for fun. Like you'll never see me make a brand deal or like posts where I'm making money through sign language. I think it's just not me. I don't think it's right to profit off of a language that's of a community that I'm technically not in. So I really want to move away from that and find like a different place that I can go into. Something that I've really been looking forward to is like public speaking or like motivational speaking and stuff like that. And speaking out on those things, specifically like body image or bullying or even holistic psychology, because personally, I, yeah, I know it's crazy. So I'm like, I'm into like a bunch of things. Like you can even see behind me. I got like crystals over here. I, like, <laughs> I'm really into like young people healing themselves, like emotionally. Cause there is a lot of like emotional, like burdens that, you know, trauma can be passed down six generations sometimes. And it can be so hard to deal with that. And there's even like a lot of adults that young people encounter or there's some situations that we get ourselves into and we're like, why are they acting like that? And then once you realize that sometimes people act out because it's just a reflection of how they feel about themselves inside and it's their unhealed trauma projecting out. I think that's something that personally helped me a lot when I was dealing with bullying a lot. Cause I was like, I, it wasn't until like eight years later where I was like, Oh, like they were doing that because it felt, if I knew that at the time, I feel like I would have been so much happier as like a little kid 
And I don't know, I think it's a really important message that we need to be spreading, especially because hearing it from older people like, oh, you should heal yourself doesn't really make much of an impact. But when it's like someone who's younger talking to younger people like, hey, I did this. That means you can do it, too. Like you don't need to reach the certain age to start this. So that's personally where I want to move more towards. I did want to be an interpreter for a little bit. And I do have like a plans A through Z of like I would like jobs I want to do because I wanted to do with like everything. And now I'm at this point, where like, I don't know what I would want to do right now. All I want to know what I want to do is inspire and help other people like with holistic healing. And I guess that's where I'm kind of at the point now. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. For, you're blowing me away. I, I don't know many juniors in high school that have their act together quite like you appear to have your act together. And I said up here because I don't really know you, you know, we're just going to, you appear to have it together. Now, my daughter, she did pretty good too. But I mean, man, you were just on point. This is amazing. The, the holistic healing, but where did that come from? Good question. I don't know. I, I don't, I actually really don't know where it came from because I guess I was just like last semester specifically, I lost my friends and it was a, it was a conscious choice for me to like walk away from my friends. And I've been doing that a lot in my life. I have usually, I've made friends and I've had them for like, you know, like more than half a year or like maybe even a year or more. And then I like reflect and I look at their actions and I'm like, okay, you're not really serving me like, or treating me like as a friend, you're like using me because I, when I was in freshman year, I actually had this term and I called it, Oh, I attract puppies. And I was like, puppies, like, let me be the animal shelter. Like, let me take care of you. And like, there are a lot of people who are like, Oh, let me take care of you. Let me help you. And then there comes a point where you're like, wait, I helped you. And now when I'm in like a time of need, you're not helping me. I have to step away from you now. And that was so hard for me to realize like last semester where I was like, okay, I've had these friends since freshman year, but they're judging me for wanting to go and talk to more people or like talk to people who party. I'm like, just because they party doesn't make them any less of a person or whatever. Maybe I'm in a group project with them. Maybe I just want to talk with them. Like what is so wrong with that? And I just was like, you know what? Like these people aren't serving any, me anymore. I'm going to walk away. So I didn't like my mindset uh, at all. And then I stumbled across this philosopher named Alan Watts, which I don't know if you've been on TikTok, you might hear his speech that goes, we don't say rising into love. That's just one of his like little speeches that he did. And so I got into him and I was like, okay, so he studied an Eastern philosophy and brought it to the West. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Then I found out a bunch of things on manifesting and the law of attraction. And I've heard of the law of attraction before. And I was like, all right, what is this? Like, I want to know. And then ever since I was younger, I've just collected crystals. I've always had crystals in my life. I don't know how. I just picked up rocks when I was younger. Literally, my mom was like, you always just had nature around you. I don't know why. So I collected it, brought it up to my rooms, and I would just like keep it. And I thought they were so pretty. So I've always had them, and I didn't really understand like what I was doing. And then I realized, oh, law of attraction, spirituality, like holistic psychology is all going to help me become like on like a higher, like not by like vibration almost, or like a higher mindset. Plain, like a higher, like, yeah. You know, because I didn't like being surrounded. Like, even when I was younger, I didn't like when people would always worry about what they looked like or what they had. Never liked that. I was always like, why does it matter so much that you care about like who's skinny and like who's popular? I didn't get that from such a young age. And I found myself like such an odd person just to like observe all this and be like, this isn't right. That's why I didn't have a lot of girlfriends when I was actually like younger. I had a lot of guy friends because they understood like how to like just play and like play sports, get dirty, have fun and like not care about the superficial things. And I was right. always like, that seems so much more fun to be like just out in nature or whatever. And so I would hang out with them. But yeah, I guess last semester and then like, of course, even over quarantine is when I really was like, all right, I'm going to separate myself 
and I'm going to focus on myself. Yeah. And then I'm a bunch of my friends who have come to me for help now and are like, Hey, can you get me on this road too? And I was like, all right. So I've helped a lot of like my friends like now that were not my friends last semester, but yeah. Wow, <laughs> man. I wish I'd have had your wisdom when I was your age. Cause you know, I just didn't, I didn't have it. And I was always, now I'm a little chunky now, you know, but, uh, Back then, I was a little skinny fella up until a few years ago when things started changing. But I grew up extremely skinny and extremely tall and awkward with a birth defect. My, I had bad lungs. My chest was sunk in, so I only have like 60% lung capacity and big scar on my chest since I was four years old. And so I'm always paranoid or, you know, about these things and how other people would view me. Man, if I had your insight and uh, wow, it would be, it would have been a much, much easier life. You know, and that's why I ended up in a Christian school is because, you know, I went to private school for protection because they had said that if my chest got messed up, I had a massive reconstructive surgery. Right. And uh, uh, they said if it got messed up, it could be fatal. So my mom's like, well, off he goes over here. So that always kind of left me feeling a little strange, too, because I'm like, well, how come I can't go to public school? Then I went yeah. to public school and I was like, this place sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was a public kid turned private school kid, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah. When I was I moved to California in third grade. And uh, it was such a huge like culture shock for me because like up in Oregon, they were also like, Marty, let's get dirty. I don't know. Maybe that's just like my mom's countryside coming out. But like they were always like into that stuff. And so then when I moved down to like L.A., like Malibu kind of area in California, I was like, OK, this is like I don't look like blonde hair, blue eyed. I'm I'm not. I'm chunkier. Like, I don't look like you. Like, why can't why can't we? be friends right now. And then when I got bullied from like third all the way up until like sophomore year, it, like I was, well, I was at public school third to fifth grade. And then when I got heavily bullied, I got stress alopecia, which is where like, you get so stressed out from like, you know, all that like buried stuff. You just lose some of your hair. Yeah. That's what happened. Wow. Um, and then I moved to uh, private school ever since sixth grade. It's been the same school up until now. But yeah, I guess that's why I transferred as well. Cause my mom was like, you're not going to go to the public school where all of those girls were at. So, right. I, so you're in SoCal now? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's cool. That's cool, man. It's so you've obviously got a great environment to make your videos and create your videos. Let's talk about your inspiration for your videos. I understand it's your signing, but where do you get, I mean, cause you've got hundreds of videos on here, right? And me as a, you know, 47 year old fat guy, I'm going, how do I use TikTok? Because TikTok supposed to be where it's at. Right. And that's why I'm doing this series is because TikTok is supposed to be the platform, the, the latest and greatest platform for marketing businesses, brands, individuals, whatever it may be. And it's supposed to work for adults, too, not just the teens like it started out, you know. And, and I even felt when I first started using it, I'll be honest, I felt a little creepy because I'm like, man, I'm. I don't, this is, because it's just kids. They were on there dancing and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I don't need, just get this off my phone. I deleted it. I swear I deleted it at least once, at least once. And I'm like, ah, I don't need this. Now I'm I'm learning to use it as a promotional tool. And that's why I'm doing my podcast on it so that others can listen to it and learn how to use it to promote their brands and their podcasts and their shows and their businesses, courses, whatever it may be. So how did you get started TikToking? What are your, what are some of your go-to apps and Let's talk about, let's just talk, let's start there. What are some of your go-to apps for creating your videos? Yeah. So this is going to sound like really bad of me, but I only use TikTok to make my, like when I found out that people were using like their computers to like edit and stuff, I was like, I took film for a year. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like I film like, okay, I literally have a makeshift, like golden hour light that's been my desk lamp since I was like first grade. 
So that's literally all I use. And I use natural light from like this deck behind me. Right. Use this over here, put my phone on it and film from there. And then I just like guess where the sun is. And then I just like film like that. I really like don't know. I use my Instagram or like I did use my Instagram a lot to like be like, hey, what songs do you want to see signed? Cool. Right. Like that's it. Um, And then I guess I only picked up on trends that I wanted to use, like the one I don't really like do a bunch of trends because I don't think they like relate. But I did the one where it was like um, where people were comparing like their not la- like last part of their lives and then where they are now, where it was like, like, is it terrifying? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like comparing like the then and then the now, like your future self talking to your like your lower self. And so that's what I liked to do. That was a trend that I was like, oh, that's super helpful. I only wanted to create content and I still only want to create content that will inspire like young kids or like inspire other people like i don't want to do a trend for the sake of just doing a trend or getting the likes or getting the views or getting the followers like i i don't know i guess i'm not really concerned in that area so i don't i don't use apps i just kind of film whenever i feel like i want to film whenever i feel like there's going to be something that's something i'm proud of and even if like the post doesn't really blow up it's still something where i'm like you know what the people that saw that are going to feel inspired and that's a-okay with me like that's literally all i wanted from it right I guess. right no and i i like that i think that's very cool because you're using the platform for what you intend to use it for you're not conforming to the way other people use it and i think it's good to get different perspectives because there are some folks that i've, I've spoken to that do follow the trends on twitter and they do take the challenges and they do film specifically around those challenges and they do use a ton of apps i'm like dude i don't want to go through all that give me this sticky phone case i can stick it on a window and i'm like what this is i don't know i just want to push a button so yeah you know but it's it's a lot more complex than that for in some instances yours however very straightforward very simple do you use any kind of special case for your phone or a tripod or anything like that i have a little stand that i just place my phone on and i use it for facetiming my friends right only like stays in one position. So I kind of just have to adjust it from there using a windowsill. So, or this little ledge that's flat, my phone case is stitch. So no, there, I don't have any special <laughs> equipment to do anything. Literally everything I film for TikTok is probably just like my own hands and what I think a good angle is, or like me adjusting my seat to like get an angle. That's literally it. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I use different areas of my room or the house. Right. That's it. <laughs> well, see, and that's, that's interesting because, you know, you do have a large number of followers and you're not using anything fancy. You're using the recorder on TikTok. You're using your phone. You're not getting crazy with any kind of after uh, after effects or anything along those lines. And you're still growing a following. And I think that's something that can be attributed to other individuals as well in that they don't have to go and have splash screens and and buy all these transitions and all this kind of stuff to 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 have a high quality following it, it it looks like you put out high quality content and on a fairly consistent basis so do you put out content on a consistent basis or is it how often do you post a video honestly okay i did try to set a schedule for myself i was like you know what i'm going to do this i'm going to be like okay one day it's going to be signing one day it's going to be answering questions one day it's going to be like a makeup tutorial one day it's going to be advice and then i was like that's so not me <laughs> i was like I, like here's okay i literally just ended school uh 2 weeks ago and so i took my first like ever ap exams which were at home and i was like stressed out about that and i'm very very school focused like that i put my school above and my extracurriculars above everything else above my social media platforms so I was going to try to have a 
consistent posting. Now I don't, I'm like going to be completely honest. I, I don't think I'm ever going to have a consistent one. I was like, oh, how about every day? And I was like, I can't film enough content to do every day. I don't have enough interesting things going on right now. And the stuff that I would like to shift my platform to, I don't really think it's like ready to get to that point of like, you know, shifting my whole like profiles to be like holistic healing. Like, you know, I don't think it's time for that. And so I guess I'm just trying to warm up to people like asking questions and being like, Hey, like, what do you want to know about me? And then if people ask like, Oh, what are you doing during quarantine? And then I say, Oh, these are some books that I'm reading about like uh, the law of attraction. Like, would you like to know a little bit about that? And then I guess gradually go from there because I don't think shifting so suddenly is very good. Cause I don't, I know that a lot of people don't like sudden change, especially from right. they've been for a long time. So I guess I'm just trying to keep my content somewhat more. I've always just tried to be very genuine with the people that I talk to and just grow my platform that way. Cause I've never wanted to be someone who's like, sorry, I can't talk to fans right now. I've never viewed like people that I follow like as fans. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You follow me. Thanks. Right. Like, never get DMS from people. I'm like, thanks for talking to me. Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm so happy just to get like responses from people and say, Bella, like I watch your stuff. Like it makes me laugh. Great. Thank you for telling me. I'm so happy that I'm changing your life or like making you happy just one second of the day. That's literally like all I do it for. So I don't have any consistency. I don't have any special things. It's just like there. Wow. <laughs> See, I love that because that's something that I, I say quite a bit. I speak often on a topic called comparanoia, where we compare ourselves to others and we either want to be like them or maybe even not like them, which it sounds like it is the, the exact opposite but it still leads us to a place of comparanoia. And there's a cycle there that we as individuals go through. And each step of comparanoia gets, makes things internally worse. And then they start to come out, uh, they start to be reflected outwardly as well. And then in order to combat comparanoia, we fight that with, with uh, celebration. So instead of react, you can react to the same stimulus either with comparanoia or with celebration. Let's learn to, to, to do it with celebration. And that's where being genuine plays such a huge role there. And to hear you say that you're just being genuine and you're just doing it out of a place that's, it's just a, it's in your heart. You're just doing it to help someone and you're just doing it to say thank you. And you're, you're gracious in any kind of uh, interactions that you get back. And I assume you reply to each and every one. I bet you do. I would bet any amount of money that you reply to everybody. Am I right? See, <laughs> see, you have to. You have to. And that's so that's just that is so key. And it doesn't matter where you're at in social media, whether it's on TikTok or whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the latest and greatest is. It's it, it's all about being genuine and being who you are and, and letting you shine. I can tell in your videos that you're very genuine in what you're doing. And you're you're obviously, wow, just blow me away with how on point you are with everything that you do. Again, being genuine and being thankful and gracious every step of the way seems to work just as well as the latest and greatest apps and flashy little lay uh, overlays that you can put on your videos work. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Okay. So cool. Well, man, we talked a lot more than I thought we were going to talk about, but I'm very, I'm, I'm stoked. No, it's, I think it's great. I'm, you know, it's, I, I definitely want to talk about TikTok with my TikTokers that are coming on. But to learn more about them and to learn why they TikTok and to, to get a little insight into their lives is really, really amazing. And to see someone as driven as you and as obviously talented as you in the signing community, I want to say thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was great. I awesome. Love talking about awesome. Awesome. So, Bella, thank you very much. 
where can people find you? What is your TikTok handle and maybe a social media handle if they want to find you elsewhere? Yes. So my Instagram and my TikTok are really the only social medias that I have. I guess, I don't know. I guess it's bad. I don't know. It's just Bella.Pivo. So B-E-L-L-A, like dot, like period, uh, Pivo, P-I-V-O on Instagram and TikTok. And my DMs are always open. They're a bit dry. So if you would like to, <laughs> if you would like to chat, please do. <laughs> They're a bit dry. <laughs> Bella's thirsty, y'all. Send her some DMs. Shoot, man. Help her out. Holistic <laughs> <laughs> psychology advice. I don't know. Law of attraction manifestation. I don't know. High yeah. school stuff. I don't know. There you go. Do it. Just talk about anything. Just get out there and talk about it. Just be genuine. All those things interest you. So it's got to interest somebody else, too. So, hey, make it happen. Bella, I appreciate it. I don't want to take up any more of your time. You could be studying something, which I'm sure that's what you do most of the time. Or you could be making a TikTok video. Well, thank you very much once again, and I look forward to sharing this with my listeners in the very near future.